Greetings, dear, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Working Experience, a very warm, open-arm audio embrace and a squeeze. This episode is brought to you by my company, One Circle Media. One Circle Media is a hybrid digital agency and media content creator. We create and design apps, websites, videos, social media content, and physical products. We are artists, directors, designers, producers, coders, editors, thinkers, makers, and creators who embrace story and creativity from design, web and app development, animation, docs, features, TV shows, digital and social media content to physical products. For our clients, we create content that builds networks and audiences across multiple platforms. Check out our work at OneCircleDigital.com and OneCircleBrand.com. If you work for a network, studio, brand, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain, reach out to me at John at OneCircleMedia.com. I'd love to hear from you. This episode is also brought to you by an app that I created called Still Believe. Still Believe transforms a picture in your home into video proof of your child's favorite magical characters. With the app, parents can catch the magic of the tooth fairy, leaving money under their children's pillow or Santa delivering presents on Christmas Eve in their home. You download the app, take a picture, and we create the magic. We utilize feature film visual effects artists to transform your picture into video. Just tell your kids that you have a special app that can detect and capture the tooth fairy then present them with the video proof in the morning. The look on their faces is priceless. Your Still Believe video is created in minutes, and you can then save it to your phone and share it on social media. The app is available for the iPhone and Android, and it's free to download. Our aim is to bring joy and wonder into the hearts of children around the world. Check it out at stillbelieve.co. Thanks, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Working Experience. The working experience. Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleet. There is no service on Stand the- clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. John, we need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? And HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. To stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. They're moving in a different and after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was wow. moving his Sexual toenails at his desk. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Working Experience Podcast. It's Maddie Kay. And John, and today we're going to talk about health. Staying yes. healthy, getting in those jumping jacks, those push-ups, sh- little shadow boxing. Not only physically healthy, but almost more importantly, mentally healthy. They, the two go oh. hand in hand. They go hand in hand. I'm, m- mentally, I'm like a rock. I wake up in the morning, I pick my corner, crawl up, and cry for about 30 minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't vouch for my mental health under the best of conditions. I mean, the the whole coronavirus lockdown all that has 
little to do with my frantic. What I do is I get very frantic for about a half hour. Then I collapse into apathy. Collapse, yes. You know, you know. Just... Actually, I'm not a big fan of the Instagram stories or the Facebook stories, but I think what people should do is just do the stories with you looking directly into the camera, crying. <laughs> you, you don't see that too often. Trying to get words out, but you just keep weeping. Yeah, just silent. I just keep saying, yeah, I, oh, yeah, I, try... I can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I just keep weeping. I, I like the affirmations as I'm crying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's the yin and yang of life. You know, uh, the thing is, is there was a meme kicking around. I'm sure several versions of this where it was like, uh, if you're not productive right now, if you don't complete your novel, yeah. then you're just lazy and you're just, you know, you never oh, wanted I'm it. Oh, I'm spitting out novels, spitting them out. And, you know, it's like the majority of the population is not, who's at home, is not getting a paycheck. And there's a lot of anxiety that goes with that. Their restaurant has closed. So it's, on the one hand, like, when I first read it, I was like, yeah, you know, that's true. You should use this time productively. And then I thought, well, I should use it productively because I'm in a position I still get paid and all of that. But for a lot of people, they can't focus on these projects because they have so much to worry about. And it, it's hard. Yeah, well, the, the best is, sorry to cut you off, but the best is the celebrities. And oh, Jesus. I know. Just, you know, just let's take up. this time to like really, you know, get in touch with your inner self yeah. and meditation. Yeah. yeah. You just made $30 million last year. Right. You're not you, worried. You're okay. You're not you're not worried about making the mortgage no. or your rent or your car payment. No. So you you tidy up there with your weighted blanket and <laughs> right. your meditation stones and right. go f yourself. Yeah, and uh, it it I think it makes people you know this is why certain segments of this country get angry at other segments, sort of the elite, you know, because it's like. Marie Antoinette, like, why don't they eat cake? Like, they don't have bread. Why don't That's a great, cake? great line. Yeah. And, you know, because it's like, not everyone lives like you. Not everyone has time to devote to their, you know, spirituality. They have kids to feed. And, and they're, they're anxious. So the, it, it's important to understand. How, and I think, you know, to tie it to politics, this is sometimes what uh, a certain political party that starts with a D of which I align myself, tends to forget that there are people out there who uh, maybe they were making 12 bucks an hour and now they're not making that. You know, one person's unemployed, the other person isn't, and they're, but they're still having, you know, problems making ends meet. No, they don't have time to think about a novel or, you know, rigorous self-improvement. Like they're worried about next month coming up. And also on the flip side of this, my neighbor told me a story that his friend owns uh, drugstores, about five drugstores, and he got the um, payroll protection um, bailout from the government. I, f- I forget what it, what, it, what it's called, but he got that, and he can't get his staff to come back into work because they filed for unemployment they're getting unemployment. So they're getting 400 bucks 
a week plus the 600 supplemental. Yeah. So they're making a grand a week, which is more than they would make <laughs> if they worked 40 hours a week. So yeah. his employees are like, no, yeah. which is technically illegal. If you, if right. you have a job to go back to, you have to go back, but right. they're making, you know, all these excuses up which was, you know, some might be, you know, my kid, what am I gonna do with my kids? Blah, yeah. blah, blah, which yeah. is some of it, which is valid. But yeah. the main reason was, you know, why would I work for a paycheck if I'm getting paid from the government more than I would make if I worked 40 hours a week? You know, and people have always castigated like welfare recipients for that attitude. But look who's doing it now. Makes sense, doesn't it? You know, I mean, look, it's it's going to be and I'm sure this is not the only instance of this happening. I'm sure this is it's happening in, you know, in other jobs in other states. Um, and also, too, it's like the way that this, uh, you know, the relief was doled out is there are certain states right now that are hit harder than others, namely New York State. Yes. As opposed to like Montana. But this, you know, the Fed and the government has just blanketed this um, this relief. And look, there are certain people there are hurt certain people that are hurting in those states. But my yes. point is, it's not even. No, no, it isn't. And rarely. I mean, they sent checks to dead people, too. So, I mean, that that happened. Well, there was one guy who got uh, like eight point seven million dollars yes. deposited in his checking account. <laughs> yes. This is like. The, the day before his balance was twelve dollars and sixteen cents. Booyah! So he he was supposed to get twelve hundred dollars, but there was a mix up. Yes. And he called the bank to tell him about the mix up. But mistake. The first thing I would have done is gone to the bank with two duffel bags yeah. and said, "I want my money <laughs> right now." Right now. Yeah. Hundreds. Put it in. This is not a bank robbery. I have $8.7 million in my account. Give yeah. it to me right now. Well, you know, I, I think if like legally he didn't steal the money, they put it in there. So legally it's like, well, it's mine. I assume they'll fight that. In I, court. I wonder what the legality of it is, because if he did take, let's say he went to the bank, he took 2 million bucks out, went straight to Vegas and just went on a roll and blew the 2 million bucks. The bank realizes their mistake. What do they do? Sue him for 2 million bucks? He doesn't have it. He doesn't have any assets. Well, whose mistake was it? Was it the federal government's or the bank's? That's right. They didn't really get into whose mistake it was, whether it was an error on the bank side or the Fed side, but someone effed up. Uh, as long as he didn't file any fraudulent claims or anything, I mean, you know, money's, I guess, his, I don't know. I suppose we could debate that back and forth with both of our extensive legal knowledge that I've, <laughs> I've gleaned from law and order over the years. Yeah, batting it back and forth. So well, we're anyway, talking we about to... health, medicine, um, and specifically we're talking about uh, I mean, everybody knows about exercise and all of that, but if you legitimately need a doctor, uh, either for your physical health or your mental health, and we'll get into the mental health thing because that's a little more complicated, but um, 
many hospitals, doctors and so forth, are, are relying more on telemedicine or telehealth, as they call it. And to limit the spread of the coronavirus, hospitals and healthcare professionals worldwide are encouraging virtual visits by video chat, email, and phone call. Um, this is not exactly new. I mean, this has been done, number one, in rural states for a long time because people might have to drive two hours to the doctor when it's not necessary. Um, and also, uh, certain aspects of the medical profession have been outsourced. So you might have a, a technician in India looking at x-rays in New York that have been, you know, digitally well, I would, sensed. I would love to do this if I had, like, an inflamed anal sphincter <laughs> and I had to, like... Turn around and get yeah. the camera like on the zoom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, do, hey, doc, let, let me get some light on this Yo, because check it. this has been <laughs> this has been killing me for the last three days. And you're like, all right, Aiden, hold the light up a little more. <laughs> get it, get in there, Dad. I don't want to be any part of this. Connor, hold the reflector board. <laughs> okay, you got You see what I'm talking about, Doc? It is inflamed. My God. <laughs> All right, so to uh, get back to a little no, more no, but, serious note. Um, no, no, but in all, in all seriousness, I uh, tore my ACL. This was probably about four or five months ago, and I've had subsequent follow-up appointments with my, uh, with my doctor, my orthopedist. And because of corona, everything's been canceled, and they wanted to do like a, you know, like a video checkup. But in this instance, like a video checkup's not going to cut it. I want the doctor to like feel my knee, yeah. like push it around, you know, put put me through exercise to see the, the stability of the knee. So the video conference is worthless. And also physical therapy. I've stopped all physical therapy and I'm doing exercises on my own. But again, that's worthless to me. Yeah. Like physical therapy is like, I want that they stretch me. Yeah. I want that. They put me through um, exercises and then they they test the resilience of the knee that can't be done by a video conference. I mean, there are other things that can be done, but certainly not some, not something like that. Yeah. Like stuff like dentists, you know, they're like, I had a dentist appointment scheduled for, I don't know, April 25th. Then that got moved to, or no, March. Yeah. Like March 25th. And that got moved to mid April. Then it got moved to June 12th, I think. But I went to the dentist last August. I had some work done. And these are like routine cleanings. So they're like, you know, we're not going to do that. If you're like in excruciating pain and your face is swollen. Uh, oh, just just look up on YouTube. Do a little DIY dentist. I'm sure. Do it yourself. Yeah, I'm sure there's a video on YouTube about extracting your own tooth. Positive. <laughs> well, that's how dentistry used to be done. Basically, they just pulled the tooth oh. out. That was it. Yeah, you, you just went to drink the a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, you went to the doc. You went to the barber, who was also the uh, person who performed coronaries, I believe, not coronaries, autopsies, and, <laughs> and they would also cut your hair, <laughs> extract your teeth, let let a blood, let some blood out. Remember the bloodletting? That was yeah. a good one. Yeah, bloodletting. Yeah, put some leeches. Jam on you him. with a knife. Yeah. Um, so. You know, again, this is not a new thing, but a lot of people have had to get used to this. And, you know, if you're if you're at home and your stomach is killing you, it's not coronavirus, but you, your appendix might be getting iffy. I mean, it could be any, 
you know, the normal course of healthcare doesn't just stop, or let me rephrase that. People are still going to get sick with stuff other than the coronavirus. They're going to get hurt. They're going to break their leg, whatever. So, um, and then there are people who might be a little more, I hate to use the word hypochondriac, but they want, or they have chronic conditions. They need to keep up with their doctors. So um, there's a lot of apps and websites that they've probably been around, but they've come more to the forefront. Uh, there's something called Teladoc, which you... Uh, well, I've heard of Teladoc. Teladoc, there's Amwell, there is Plush Care, there's Doctor on Demand, there's MD Live. Uh, <clears throat> some of the, you know, they offer a, a rain, uh, or I should say an array of services, depending on which one you use. Um, insurance usually covers these things like they would a doctor. You may have a copay, but a lot of those. I, things I like the term usually. "usually." That's something that you you and I would have in our our fine print. This may, usually covers it. There may be a copay involved. <laughs> <laughs> may might yeah, all that. Um, so there's your physical stuff. I'm sure a lot of people, and I'm not sure this is good for people's mental health. Uh, they would go on, you know, like WebMD and self-diagnose and come out with they had some form of cancer, which they don't. They just have a headache. Well, you, you go on Web, Web, you go on WebMD to figure out like what the growth is on your your left foot, and then you come out thinking you have pancreatic cancer. Right, <laughs> right. So, it, it, to those of us who are uh, maybe a little more prone to hypochondria. Yeah, going trying to self-diagnose via the internet is probably not a good idea. And I've heard doctors talk about this, like people coming in and saying, I think I have blah, blah, blah. Well, why do you think that? Well, I went on WebMD. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, you just well, have that, a headache. That's also, drink too, more why, water. you know, the drug commercials are so dangerous. Like you see that it's like, oh, maybe I have this disease. Yes, and then you go to your doctor and you're like, "I want you know Zaxville." Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like you do, you don't, but you can convince you. You can talk yourself into it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, anxiety. You can easily talk yourself into having anxiety, and a lot of people do. Depression. I mean, you might be depressed just because. I shouldn't say just because, but you know, people are quarantined. They're isolated. <clears throat> Maybe you have clinical depression. That medication would help. Maybe the doctor would say, look, go out and get some exercise. Go for a walk. You know, meditate. Do something like that. Um, I think, but I think this is, you know, I think the coronavirus is bringing something to light, you know, especially here in the U.S. and around the world is the medical system is basically a disease care system, which for for covid and for coronavirus is good right so you you have this virus you go into the hospital hopefully you survive and you come out but there's no preventive like you don't go to the doctor to find out like how you should eat or how you should exercise how to stay healthy you go to the doctor outside of your yearly checkup with do you go to a yearly checkup uh, the last one I had was like two years ago. I should probably go. Yeah, 
No, nobody does it. Like I haven't been to a doc outside of with my knee. I haven't been to a doctor in 15 years. Like I don't, I don't have, like when they asked me to put in my general care physician, I was like, I don't have one. It's like yeah. NA, not, not applicable. Like there, my point is, is like nobody is there like looking over your overall mm-hmm. health. You know what I mean? Well, I think a lot of that blame, or at least for, uh, from what I understand, is insurance companies rarely want to pay for preventative care, even though most doctors would say, and nurse practitioners and so forth, the more preventative care you do, the less you're going to spend. Like the more we can treat, you know, diabetes in the early stages, the less health problems the person's going to have. Right. If you right, if you tell your insurance company, "Hey, I'm just going to the doctor. I'm completely healthy, but I just want some advice on how to eat and exercise." Yeah. They're not going to pay for that. No. Like I found out I had type 2 diabetes because they did a blood test because I had to go for a physical when I started a new job. I had no idea. None. They were just like, "Your blood sugar is really high." And I went so back. what do you have to do? Do you have to do you have to do the ping, the pricking every day? What do you? I I don't do that. I should do it. Um, basically, diet and exercise. Like I was taking a, a pill called metformin for a while, and then um, I started jogging. And whenever I go to get my eyes examined, they always examine for <clears throat> I forget what they call it, but diabetes can start to affect your eyesight so i've had a clean bill of health with that um so you know for someone like me though if i had no idea about that i would have you know i i like drink a lot of crystal light it doesn't have any sugar in it i when i do drink soda i drink diet soda i just avoid sugars desserts things like that and i try to exercise as much as possible so but if I hadn't known any of that, this could have turned into a, a very major health problem if I just kept eating and drinking soda and things like that. So, and then how did how did they find out about it through a yearly checkup? Yeah, they did a blood test and they were like, this is really high. And I was like, okay, well, and then there was some back and forth about it. And then uh, and you're in the doctor's office with a box of Twizzlers yeah, and Skittles, exactly. just, just jamming them in your mouth. I use like, I have no idea as a straw for the soda. <laughs> just I eat the Twizzler. I don't know what's going on here. Um, but when I went for follow ups for that, they had me consult with a nutritionist. And, you know, she told me, OK, like carbohydrates. Yeah, but this was only after the problem was discovered. Correct. Correct. And, and that was because I went for a checkup, which most people should do. But as you say, for 15 years, you haven't. I hadn't gone for years before that either. I went because I had to. And, and men are the worst. I mean, yeah, we just, I, we yeah. just blow it. Ah, you, you, your, your leg is hanging on by a ligament. Yeah. Like there's no connective tissue. Yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. It'll heal itself. It's fine. Well, I, I, uh, our friend Tom had the, uh, the philosophy he coined of just riding things out. I'm big on just <laughs> riding it out. <laughs> just, I remember two years ago, my left shoulder was hurting so badly that I was having trouble sleeping. When I was sitting at my desk, I'd have to raise my arm above my head to get any relief. About a month later, it just stopped hurting. Boom. Rode it right, out. Ride it out. Probably ride it indicative out. of a much more serious condition. I'm going to have oh, to yeah. deal with it. Your body years. was giving you signals and you Fine. were just... It's all good. 
it's all good. But no, I, doctors have stressed preventative care. But again, to the health insurers, it's like, now nah, we're spending money on useless things. And, you know, you should probably have more than a yearly checkup. You should probably, it, it should probably be more like every four months that you go in and, you know, they check you out and say, Okay. Well, it, it should be it should be very personalized. It probably should be like a monthly, probably or quarterly or or, or something yeah, like quarterly. that, where your, you know, where your your stats are checked and that you, you check in to make sure that you haven't run off the rails and and gone to a diet of just Cool Ranch Doritos. Right. Yeah. And you know, obviously, some of this is you know, if somebody's a hundred pounds overweight the attendant health issues are probably going to be fairly obvious and the most obvious thing is to lose weight but a health insurer is not going to pay for a physical trainer they're not going to pay for a nutritionist which is what that person really probably needs um you know depending on the situation or i mean or they just need the the knowledge and the information yes. to do that right to do that on their their own but this is also too is what you know covid is putting light on is covid-19 is that it's a you know it's disproportionately affecting people who are overweight and in, in bad health. So this could be the impetus to push people into you know taking better care of themselves so they don't fall victim to this unseen virus. It could be. It could be. Maybe more people cooking at home, eating. Well, maybe some people are eating more takeout food. I don't know. Um, but. Uh, so that, that's physical stuff. So you, you can have access to physical care online, which obviously doesn't replace, if you really need it, meeting with a doctor. Um, then there's also issues of mental, mental health. According to David Brooks, this is a quote I read from him, there is a river of woe running through the world. Meaning that uh, everybody's dealing with this. This is not... Wait, what is that? A river of woe? A river of woe running through the world. Um, You know, people are feeling uh, anxious about this, which leads to depression. Um, There's a lot of things people are... I would have have used the phrase a river of S-H-I-T running through the world. Yeah, uh, but David Brooks is a bit more of a highbrow writer, New York Times. Right. Sort of thing. I, 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 I go low you do. and I stay low. Yeah. Um, anxiety about health. I mean, we were just talking about health issues, general health issues, the idea of catching coronavirus, the idea of a family member catching coronavirus, uh, not being able to see your elderly relatives because they're quarantined in a nursing home. Nursing homes have been incubators for this. Um, so there's a lot of anxiety about health. Coupled with that, the anxiety about the economy, about job loss. Uh, we'll probably do a whole podcast on collecting unemployment, which I, from what I understand, is kind of a nightmare, trying to actually call somebody or, or get any kind of, you know, answers from people yeah i've i've heard horror stories from people who've submitted a claim and have been waiting weeks in some cases months and just can't get through yeah and it's like you'd love to blame the bureaucracy but they really were not designed to handle this i mean this is <clears throat> as they keep no, it's saying un- it's unprecedented, un- it's unprecedented. Yes. but the system is look the system set up so 
you know, they want to, the system was set up to weed out the fraudulent claims, right? So they want to check and triple check. Now this is, now people are legitimately unemployed, yeah. millions of people. Right. So the tables have flipped. Now all the, mo the vast majority of claims are valid, but they still have in the system where they have to check each claim. Yeah. the validity of each claim and that is what's causing people to i mean i know people have stayed on hold for hours and then been dropped just dropped well and the other thing is it's like when you think about on the other end those workers they might be they're working from with, home yeah they're working from home like everything's been disrupted so and i have to keep reminding myself about this like people talk about opening up businesses and customers can social distance and blah, blah, blah. But you're also talking about the workers in there. I mean, number one, people might be afraid to go to work. They don't want to catch it. They have kids at home, elderly, relatives, whatever. Number two, they might be sick and they can't come to work. So it starts to get a little scary. And I know we're diverging a little bit here, but I was hearing about truckers talking about trying to get across the country. Like there are a few places to eat few places to go in and use the bathroom like they rely on showers. Yeah, that's good that's a good point yeah and imagine if that shuts down the meat industry i mean a lot of those places have been closed because of these concerns so when you keep hearing about these things it's like is there going to be food in a month in the supermarket um and with all the isolation and loneliness i think the worst part of this is is that people have too much time to sit around and think about all this stuff. And they don't have any outlets. You know, it's like, if you had job stress, you could talk to your colleagues. If you had, you know, health stress, you have friends, you have family, whatever. You know, nowadays it's like sitting at home, thinking about this, thinking about that, thinking about your health, well, thinking I about think, money. I think a lot of people are also um, drinking and then, you know, talking to themselves or the bottle. <laughs> well, I think alcohol. No, I'm I'm serious. I mean, yeah, there, it has. Yeah, I I see around, and I know I brought this up before. Um, you know, passing liquor stores and uh, um, beer places and distributors and cases and bottles. It's packed. It's more crowded than the supermarket. And you know the thing with that is, and this is not my original thought. I've heard this numerous times. You are not only are you not solving the problem, you are compounding it. Like you're just making mm. it worse and worse and worse. Oh, you're you're pushing too much in a pressure cooker, and then not putting the lid on correctly, and then turning it on. Well, because if you're hurting for money, and you're going it and spending it on booze, there's one thing. Uh, if you're trying to work from home and you're drinking excessively, your work is going to suffer. So if you're worried about your job, you're now compounding that problem. Plus, you feel like crap. And plus, it's not good for your respiratory system. There's a whole host of issues. Yeah. So if you're worried about your health, you're just making it worse. And again, like this is all very obvious, you and I talking. But to someone who's waking up at nine o'clock in the morning and it's like, I don't have any money and I don't know what's happening with my job. And, you know, like, what am I going to do for yeah, the rest of the day? You know? Yeah. It's a, it's a scary proposition as opposed to, um, 
you know, Ellen DeGeneres in her $50 million house complaining that she's living in a prison. <laughs> I love that. God. <laughs> How empathetic. <laughs> yeah. Sympathetic. Uh, a survey done by the APA, the American Psychiatric Association, uh, said that more than a third of Americans reported that the pandemic was having a serious impact on their mental health. Calls to the disaster distress hotline were up ninefold last month. I didn't even know we had a disaster distress hotline. I would have been calling that like, hey, uh, I just burned my um, my frozen pizza. Uh, what do you guys yeah. got for me? Yeah. yeah, hey, uh, I just crap my pants and I don't have any toilet paper. <laughs> Bit of a disaster over here. What do you, yeah. what do you guys got? I, I think the best thing for people's mental health is to oh, here we, limit here, the amount of news. Here we go What's with that? some. Here we go with some fireside advice from John. <laughs> oh yeah, everybody gather up. Nice little warm cup of cocoa. No, but seriously, is I mean you have to stay informed, but. Don't watch the news 24-7, whether that be CNN, Fox News, or your local news. It's not going to help. The only thing, I, you know, I'll turn on CNN and I, I can watch it for about five minutes. And it's another expert talking about coronavirus, talking about either it's plateauing or it's increasing or it's decreasing in certain areas. And I, yeah, it's about five minutes. And it's, it's like I saw this show yesterday and I saw it last week. Like, I, you know, there's no definitive yeah, answers. There's there's either no news or not so gr- not such great news or someone's changing their opinion on something. So yeah. you ju- there, there's few things you just have to follow to stay safe and healthy. And that's what you got to do. And then, you know, that's it. End of story. You could follow our president's device and have yourself a little spoonful of Clorox in the morning to kind of tamp oh, down. Oh, yeah. Sn- snort a little Clorox. Flush yourself Do a out. line. Yeah. It, I mean, it works on tables. Why wouldn't it work in the human <laughs> in the, in the, in the I, I'm figuring that I'm going to I'm going to do some lines of Comet. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. that'll that'll flush the disease right out of the system. Flush it all right out. Uh a significant number of Americans already suffered from mental health issues, depression, anxiety, etc. So for people who are already dealing with those afflictions, this is not helping. It's just making them worse. And now you're adding, I mean, other people who are not, you know, clinically depressed or have clinical anxiety are just are feeling it because why wouldn't you? I mean, there's a lot of issues going on, a lot of problems And I think a lot of this is because this is a very existential threat. Like there's nothing, there's no visible enemy. There's no visible cause. It's not like an economic disaster where we would point at Enron or WorldCom or the banks or whoever and say, okay, we can, they did this. The federal government can do this to fix it. Whether that's true or not, at least... There it is. Like, this is a pandemic. Like, there's no one... You know, I, I love to obviously poke fun at the president and whatnot and, and governors and stuff, but... And when, you also love to blame people. Yes. But, you know, in all seriousness, <laughs> it's like nobody's dealt with this before. So when they keep castigating governors for, like, closing the beaches, like the guy Gavin Newsom did in California... 
No, he's like, I'm trying to keep people alive here. Like, I don't really know what to do. And this is why I like Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo's like, look, this is how we're responding. I know people don't like it, but I am not making up that we had over 1,500 deaths. Like, that's true. So when everybody talks about, like, we should do this, we should do that, well, okay, hindsight is 2020, and it will be 2020 in about a year or two when hopefully we're kind of past this. But, you know, it's like, what, what do you do? I don't know. Like what? It, it's hard to know what to do. To and people, yeah, no, it routinely is. It, will it is unprecedented. It. Yeah. Wait, what's that? Well, and like Gavin Newsom said, the reason I'm closing the beaches is because last weekend they were packed, and we told people not to do that, and they won't listen. So now I got to close the beaches. So well, that's just just some people are stupid. Like we go to parks and beaches. If it's too crowded, we turn around and go home. Yeah. Like. You don't need police at the beaches and the parks. Look, if it's too crowded, you got there too late. Yeah. You know, you got to go home. Just yeah. it. Don't just don't just park in there and bust out your your grill and start making hot dogs and hamburgers and yakking it up. You got to go home. Yeah. But, you know, it it's it causes resentment in people. I get it. This Sunday is supposed to be 70 degrees up here. Oh, it's going to be packed. It's going you know, to be packed. Everything's going to be packed. What's uh, our governor? Um, I'm forgetting his name right now. <clears throat> you know, he's usually a pretty even keeled guy. But, you know, it's like I know people are going to be out, but I'm just, you know, you can't police everything. Um, so getting back to the mental health issues, there are services available. So we're trying to do a little public service here, too. There are services available online. Health insurers have made more services available at a lower entry cost, including everyone covered by Medicare. So, little information for you. With or without insurance, you can search online for a federally qualified health center, FQHC, near you. The Health Resources and Services Administration, hrsa.gov, hrsa.gov, can be used to locate these community-based centers which provide telehealth counseling. There's a free option. You can text CRISIS, C-R-I-S-I-S, 741741, and a volunteer social worker or clinician will respond quickly. You can look at psychologytoday.com for a directory of therapists. Um, just for a little uh, credibility here, Ingrid, I'm going to pronounce her last name incorrectly, S-K-J-O-N-G, Jong, I'm going to say, at thewirecutter.com says they like Amwell best. That's Amwell because they have hundreds of therapists and its video sessions feel like face-to-face meetings. There's also MD Live, Doctor on Demand, and an app called Talkspace. Um, so those are some resources people can reach out to. Uh, you know, if they need to talk to somebody, if they're really feeling, you know, like they're about to have a meltdown, which is totally understandable. I got to say, the last two days for me were kind of miserable. Like the weather was miserable. It was raining and cold. And I don't, you feel like very disconnected from your job. And it's just, it was kind of miserable. So, and I'm, Listen, I, I think, I think you gotta, I also too, is like, you gotta get outside. 
you know, you, you can't, you'll, you'll drive yourself crazy if you just stay inside. I mean, don't, I mean, don't, don't gather in groups, but you know, go for a walk around your neighborhood if possible. Get out in the sun. Do get a little exercise. Oh, I agree, and I think this is where the push and pull comes with, um, you know, the governors and the mayors because they're like, yeah, get outside, but you know, as you say, be smart about it. And then Gavin Newsom looks at the beach and is like, you're not being smart about it, so now I got to close it. I know you all resent it and you resent me, but. This is what I got to do. Then you're in Georgia and the Waffle House is open. And it's got to keep the Waffle Houses open. Well, you can see people in other states saying like, well, how come they get to open and we don't? Well, different states are different. Larger states are different than others within the states. Like Western Massachusetts is rather less populated than Eastern Massachusetts. So different measures would have to be taken in regard to opening things up. And of course, Trump doesn't, help by saying he wants this big reality show extravaganza where everything opens at once and they throw him a parade or he's something. gonna he's gonna cut the ribbon with the big scissor that's what he envisions yes this is what he envisions and it's like south dakota is different from new york city you know they're just different different right. places with different you know priorities and outbreaks i recommend Watching, I watch a lot of Lock Up, Raw, you know, where they're in prison. Oh, good stuff. Hard Time, which is another prison <laughs> show. They're showing endless marathons of these, which I find sort of poetic at this time. That I guess people are like, I'm home, so I guess I'll watch people who are confined to prison. Um, I also recommend listening to heavy metal music. People who listen to heavy metal music, stories have shown are much healthier emotionally and they also what, tend what to be, are these stories that you're referring that's your source your studies source. He's, you're quoting studies, your source, stories not stories studies scientific studies you said stories have shown <laughs> that people who listen to heavy metal music are smarter more emotionally well-adjusted and more sympathetic and empathetic so you're always there quoting you your quote, your open quote studies. <laughs> studies have shown. Okay, someone on Facebook said it. All right, <laughs> and they seem to be an authority. They were quoting a study they had found. So there you my go. uncle Pete overheard someone. Yeah. at the racetrack. Hey, this listen, is fact. The working experience rests on the credibility of you and I. So I, I, I stake my foundation. I stake it's like bedrock. My rather tattered, questionable <laughs> reputation on these vague, uh, questionably existing studies. Okay, let me just put it that way. Um, all right, folks. Well, listen, take care of yourself physically. You also got to take care of yourself mentally. There are resources out there. Try to access them. I know it's easier said than done. But as we hey, all let, me, know, let me also throw something else out there, Matt. This just came to me. Oh, man, here we go. I, I, I've got the solution for your physical and mental well-being. Get your pens it's ready, the, folks. <laughs> it's the Working Experience Podcast. Here it is. Here it is. Mentally, we're, gonna, we're like a warm blanket, yeah. right? You're hearing our voices. And then physically, pop in your earpods, go for a walk, go for a run, listen to us. 
Yeah, listen, listen to the soothing, dulcet so- tones of wisdom <laughs> from the working experience. I mean, if That's... two people who are as emotionally and mentally unstable as John and I can pull off a podcast twice a week, you know, that's we've set the bar pretty low for achievement. And this is uh, this is the, our disclaimer. This may help you. Yes. It's not technically going to help you. Yeah. There, it may benefit you. It, it may also cause diarrhea. Uh, I always I <laughs> explosive. Put, I put that. It's as either a explosive <laughs> or leaky. <laughs> I put that as a disclaimer. It doesn't matter what the drug is they're advertising on television. It may cause diarrhea. Every. But do you remember one. when this was going? This might be going back a decade or two with the Wow chips when they found <laughs> out that Olean. it would cause. Olean, yes, Olean. it would cause uh, leaky diarrhea. <laughs> And you would think as soon as that fact came out, sales would go off a cliff. Nope. Bob's still sucking back. At least I'm not going to get fat. Yeah. Sucking back the wow chips. It's a fat, it was a fat substitute that apparently the body didn't really <laughs> recognize. So it would just get rid of it, as bodies do if they don't recognize the stuff. They get rid of it. And uh, you'd be strutting around the office in your khakis, yeah. unaware. Uh. That you had a bit of a leak. <laughs> and then HR would have to call you in and tell you about it. A leak in the system. A little leak in the system. Hey. And that's a tough one to hide. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that's why you always bring a suit jacket with you, just in case, you know, something goes a little awry. <laughs> you know, you got uh, you got a little buffer zone. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening. Stay ha- stay healthy physically and mentally and emotionally and listen to the Working Experience podcast. Yes, everyone, stay safe and healthy. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Working Experience. We'd like to thank our sponsors, One Circle Media and the Still Believe app, the only app that delivers video proof of the Tooth Fairy and Santa by simply taking a picture. Download the app at stillbelieve.co today and amaze your kids. And if you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain your audience, reach out to me at john at onecirclemedia.com. I would love to hear from you. And that's it. The end. The sweet end. Until our next audio encounter.